And welcome into Half the Distance Live, as always, your weekly barroom con- uh, <laughs> barroom podcast <laughs> for all things NFL. Uh, sorry about the uh, issues with some of the uh, equipment today. Uh, we are a little light on people, as uh, the professor is uh, a little ill today, so he's not able to join us. In addition, uh, Dick Woodcock, the great skunk hunter, had some family issues to deal with, so it is... Scottathan Staten, a.k.a. Scotty Stats, and Back myself. from the dead. Yes. Who was also sick last week. Uh, myself, uh, Matty Fax, and we got Up Greg off the side to help us out with some of the production Up stuff. Up Greg. Uh, it's been a very fun oh. week of football, to say the least. Uh, all of it's, you know, the holidays, I always forget how much they're going to do with the Thanksgiving games and the amount of pageantry they try to do it, with it. It feels putting like... putting a 77-year-old uh, woman in a Dallas Cowboys outfit. Oh, yeah, right. Just so, <laughs> just so the uh, backup quarterback for the Jets can ask for her number. <laughs> it, it felt like nonstop football. It was so weird today. And I was like, I feel like the Monday night game just happened. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I guess, no football on Tuesday, Wednesday, but Thursday, Friday, which Friday is a unique treat of football because... It's there's some laws against uh, pro football on Friday and Saturday, uh, antitrust laws to make sure that college gets their fair shake. Sure, but you know Amazon paid a you know boatload of of our money to uh, to whomever to get the approval to to play a, a three o'clock game. Yep. on a Friday, man, just yeah, but but it's also been very competitive, a lot of fun. Unless you're Detroit and it's sad, but hey. Indeed. Uh, every week we make uh, picks for the game, and uh, whoever had the worst week the previous week has to use a koozie of their least favorite team. That would actually be the professor, were he not quite ill today. Uh, but we still have the Cowboys koozie out there for him, as he is a Broncos fan and really does not like the Cowboys much. Mr. Stats is a Giants fan. I'm a Bears fan, so we get to use our koozies. And up Greg is a Bills fan. We can... Find oh, one yeah. of his koozies for him to use real fast. The upgrade koozie. We'll get that handed out. Obviously, right? Uh, we will also, we're, we're watching the end of the Buffalo-Philly game as we record this, so uh, if we hear some screams and perhaps someone dying off camera, that's because Up Greg is a Bills fan and he very much doesn't want to see his team lose today. Uh, but let's get started with the scores from Thursday. Uh, the early game was the Packers traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. Uh, they managed to pull out the win here, 29-22. Jordan Love looked excellent, 268 yards passing, three touchdowns. Christian Watson, five catches for 94 yards and a touchdown. Only 43 yards for A.J. Dillon to be the leading rusher. Um, for the Lions, Jared Goff, 332 passing yards and two touchdowns. David Montgomery, 71 yards rushing and a touchdown. Amon Ross St. Brown, nine catches for 95 yards. He just racks up catches and PPR yep, points if you yep, play fantasy. Yep. And the excellent rookie tight end, Sam Laporta. Five catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the Lions won last week against the Bears. It was an ugly win for them. This week, they, they something is off with their offense. Oh, what, I mean, the offense put up good numbers. Um, I'm surprisingly disappointed with their defense. Uh, to allow Green Bay to put that amount of points on the board is scary. Like, what that... And is it is it just the whole Thanksgiving thing? You know, it's it's this is your that's your day, and you just can't seem to shake the the pressure that goes along with being you know the Turkey Day team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was two other games, but they've had the Thanksgiving game for you know however long. But absolutely, uh, for a long time, no one wanted it. So Detroit yeah. said, "We'll take it." It was about the only way they're getting on national TV. Yeah, yeah. 
And so here they are with a squad that's that's looking near invincible. Mm-hmm. Boy, in division, apparently not. Ah, it's a it's a it's a bit of an issue for them mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the mid game for that was an absolute ass whooping as the Cowboys beat down the Commies forty five to ten. Sam Howell did have three hundred yards passing in a losing effort, and Curtis Samuel had nine catches for a hundred yards. But it was all about the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, yeah. 331 yards passing, four touchdowns. Pollard finally had a rushing touchdown at home. Uh, Brandon Cooks coming alive with the team, four catches, 72 yards and a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb, four catches, 53 yards and a touchdown. Another pick six for uh, one of the defenders for the Cowboys whose name is escaping right now. Has five pick sixes on the mm-hmm. game right now. Um, I'll get into it later, but the Cowboys did exactly what they were supposed to do against the team they were supposed to beat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of losing to the Cardinals, they have beaten everyone except for the teams that had winning records against. Again, I'll get into that later. Uh, but they ran rough shot all over the commies. But, but you know what? Sam Howell still continues to put up good yardage. He does. I and I don't like. It's easy to see some of those good yardage when you're when you're putting up garbage numbers. Um, but at the same time, he just has been really consistent with it. With mm-hmm. the amount of pressure that he gets put on him. I, I'm low-key impressed with what he's doing this season. He's not giving up. You really would expect him to give up after the number of hits well, he's Well, he taken. got sacked another four times right, in this game. Right. And that doesn't even take into account the amount of times he's getting hit where it's not a sack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's getting a lot of pressure on him. And the other side of this is that for the Commies, well, yeah, you gave him 45 points. You traded away your two-star defensive mm-hmm. ends a few weeks ago, yep. which is fine. You think the season's over and you're going to start building picks for next year? I'm not mad at you for it, but don't be surprised when someone yeah. puts up a lot of points yeah. on you. But they're still out there hustling. you got to respect those Absolutely. guys. The organization is saying trade them away, and everyone on the team says, we're still here to win. You know, I, Obviously, I'm not going to cheer them on as an in-division rival to the Giants, but I respect the game, baby. But I tell you what, I still think they have a good set of wide receivers mm-hmm. to develop mm-hmm. around. I think their running back room with Brian Robinson is pretty good. I honestly think the offensive line is the biggest issue for them offensively. I think Sam Howell can be their quarterback of the future. So, and, uh, and Philadelphia just won the game. Oh, that hurts. Sorry, Greg. Uh, Jalen Hurts with a rushing touchdown to win it in overtime, 37-34. I'll go over the stats on that in a bit. Uh, The late-night game for the Thursday night was not much to watch unless you're a 49ers fan. Uh, 31-13 over the Seahawks. Purdy, 209 yards and a uh, touchdown, one interception. Metcalf, 114 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Debo Samuel, seven catches, 79 yards. But they did everything they wanted but to. Samuel also had some good good uh, rushing numbers out there, which is what they use him for, obviously. Um, and, it's, and, and it's smart. Um, as as I'm, it's hitting me right now, it's smart to use him, even though I benched him in my fantasy league. <laughs> but uh, it's smart to use him because, you know, I do like the Seahawks uh, secondary out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamal Adams is legit. You got to, you know, so, so He's keep like another it, linebacker in run defense, right? So keeping, keeping Ayuk under control, yep. you know, and, and, and Kittle, they, they had had I, a lot of success or mm-hmm. teams that had a lot of success throwing to the tight end against yeah, them. Yeah. But on this game, they didn't even need to with the amount of rushing yards they were getting mm-hmm. and the fact that they just shut down the offense. Yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigbo was the leading receiver with two catches for 41 yards. Geno Smith only threw 180 yards and had a t- an interception. He has regressed from last year. Seattle doesn't have the swag that they finished last season with. Uh, I don't know if, if it was uh, just the amount of tape that every team was able to really dig into and say, okay, all right, Pete Carroll, what he's done with with that Seattle squad, with a quarterback that no one expected right. you know, to be worth anything, 
And uh, it almost sounds like a 49ers thing when you say it that way, it, except they're not getting the play that the 49ers are with Purdy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Purdy really is turning into, you know, a quality quarterback. You're waiting for him to, you know, say the tape is caught up with him, but it hasn't really. No, I in mean, fact, the, the three bad games he had, he got concussed in the first one. Mm-hmm. Later on, they'd realized, and he played the next two games yeah. also. His brain might have been a little scrambled mm-hmm. up still, mm-hmm. so... Maybe it wasn't necessarily he's also, him playing poorly. He's also playing in his sophomore season. Yeah, and holy also, shit! Debo Samuel was out for those three games, and uh, yeah. with him yeah. back, they're right back rolling again. True, true. So how much of it is also just the Swiss Army knife of McCaffrey and yeah. Samuel? You don't yeah. know what they're going to do out there. True. Uh, as far as Friday's game, the very first Black Friday game, Jeff Bezos just finding more ways to make money. By the way, Jeff Bezos, we're still looking. Yeah. I- for a little bit of kizzy, yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, you know, if you want to, want to sponsor the show, we're not, we're not against it. We we, we accept checks. We do. Uh, cash is is good. Uh, Amazon credit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, straight up whores over here. Just go ahead and and uh, yeah, we'll do whatever you want. Absolutely. Listen, I won't even call you Lex Luthor anymore. <laughs> we still might. Yeah, probably. Uh, but on that Friday game, the Dolphins traveled to New Jersey to take on the Jets and. Did exactly what they've done every time they played against a team without a winning record. Uh, two of uh, two hundred forty-three yards passing and a touchdown. Did throw two two did throw two interceptions. However, that Jets defense has some real yeah. playmakers on yeah. the back end. Uh, Mostert ninety-four yards rushing and two touchdowns. What a season he's having! And then the two wide receivers. You can't double them both. Waddle eight catches for one hundred fourteen yards. Tyree Kill nine catches one hundred two and a touchdown for the Jets. There was nothing really happening here. Boyle had 179 yards passing, one touchdown, but through two interceptions. Brees Hall, only 25 yards rushing. He was their leading rusher on the game. And Garrett Wilson, seven catches, 44 yards, and he was the one that caught that touchdown from Boyle. Um, no matter how good that Jets defense is, they can't be on the field constantly like they're having yeah. to be. Yeah, there's just not enough production from the offense, and it's wearing that defense down, and it, it sucks to see because they are good. So the uh, those two interceptions were pretty close together, um, uh, and it felt like there it is. Here's this shift in the game. The Jets, you know, this is a, a momentum moment. And then uh, the end of the first half happened. Yeah, right. And then and then all of a sudden they give up interception, pick six. And like a 98-yard pick six. Uh, I think 90, it was, it was a Hail Mary at the It end was of the a 99-yard pick oh, six. Oh, man. Because the, the, the defender was in the end zone, jumped, and as he landed, it was 99. It was it was just minus a couple inches because he right. landed just outside of the end zone, ran it all the way back. Um, but, like, that's the – like, here you are with this – Great moment of two picks on Miami, who's was a, a bit really get back in the who was game, a bit too. sluggish. Yes, but you don't have the offense, and and then after this game, the the Tim Boyle stats started coming up. His record through high school, college, and and well, at one point in college, he had thrown one touchdown and twelve or thirteen right. interceptions. Like, why is he? What do people see in him that let him get into the NFL? Just a super Crazy. nice guy, man. I, I guess, guess just a. I, I don't know the story. Old, My assumption, because a lot of these guys that get, get signed as undrafted players, play somewhere either in a senior bowl, yeah. or something. And some people get called in because they got a live arm, so they go to the draft just to throw the passes to the wide receivers because the quarterbacks mm-hmm. that are there to try to get their name out, yeah, aren't always going to be the ones doing that. Mm. So he may have been one of those just camp arms and. 
showed enough to somebody to say, well, a third string backup he can do. He also potentially has a great football mind. Um, this is pure speculation. I've heard no one talk about it. Maybe he's got a great football mind. Maybe he's one of those guys that you're like, you know what? You want him in your quarterback room. Right. You want him um, studying the tape, you know, uh, you know, being scout team type thing, really helping the conversations. And then, oh, sorry, but you got to play, bud. I guess I'm going to get you a couple of interceptions, so you're welcome. I, it's crazy. That's all I can figure also. Yeah. But bottom line, the Dolphins are doing exactly what they need to stay in the running to win the East. So they have, they have that in front of them right now. The Bills are definitely going to be competition, though. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers traveled to Cincinnati to take on the Joe Burrow-less Bengals. They did pull out the win, 16-10. This was a traditional AFC North game. Uh, Pickett, 278 yards passing, no touchdowns, but no interceptions either. 278 yards passing. Mo- they actually got over 400 yards of yeah. offense today, and it was the first time in like 58 games that right. they've done that. Right, And how many points out of it? 16. 16. <laughs> uh, Harris, Najee finally had a game, over 90 yards rushing and a touchdown. Pat Fryermuth back from injury. Nine catches, 120 yeah, yeah, yards. Yeah. The safety blanket is back for Pickett. It, that opened things up. That seemed to get the offense a bit of the boost. Plus, they fired Matt Canada, new offensive coordinator mm-hmm. in there. It can't be a bad thing because Matt Canada, we've made fun of him. I have pointed out how crappy yep. he is in previous shows. He's been an absolute punching bag. I, I imagine he he still has a place in the world of NFL coaching, um, but... Maybe to the level, coach. to the level of offensive coordinator, it probably doesn't exist. There, but uh, there are some people who are just better at certain jobs. Yep, Nathaniel yep. Hackett is probably yep. an excellent quarterback coach, but his offensive job so far has been kind of bad. Where he has to actually call the plays. Uh, uh, the the previous head coach for the for the uh, Broncos before Nathaniel Hackett, excellent defensive coordinator, doesn't need to be a, a head coach. Sometimes knowing your role. And what you're actually good at is a good thing. So there's a uh, there's a thing in the in the business world called uh, the Peter Principle, and essentially is that you uh, you you move up, a, and you reach a point of obsolescence. So you know you you grow in this role, you get promoted. You grow in this role, you get promoted. But eventually you hit this spot where, quite often, this was too much for you, mm-hmm. and there you sit. So sure. here we have middle management filled with people that are that are not great at their job. And the best thing you could do for the organization would be to take them down one more level. You were good here, you earned the promotion up. Sure. Right? But you don't see that happening in the business world. Sports don't give a fuck. They don't follow that Peter Principle. No. And so we talk about it and it seems a little weird, but you play to your strengths. If, if you succeed, you get the bump up. If you don't succeed... There's a place for you back down again, and there's almost always a place for you, except for some of these head coaches that are absolute, you know, loose cannons, you know, that might be, uh, you know, having ladies dance on their laps and, you know, not watching tapes, just thinking about someone who's, you know, might be named Urban, whatever. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For the Bengals, not a great day for them. Browning, backup quarterback, 227, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, Jamar Chase, four catches for 81 yards. Joe Mixon. 16 yards on the ground. I really thought they would lean more on the run to try to help out Browning. Uh, they apparently are not afraid to run their passing offense. Yeah. Uh, I, I, going against the Steelers, I think I probably would have tried a little harder to have that running game support your young quarterback you a can, more. You can try. Go ahead and try to do that against the Steelers, though. Where is that going to get you? 
Well, they only got 10 points, so maybe a little better? I, maybe, maybe. But the Steelers have a fantastic defense. Mm-hmm. So trying to trying to eke up the field when you don't have a good running game and when you don't have a good passing game because of your quarterback. And so trying to use the running game for it, that might not have been the right choice. And I need so, to look into I mean, this. you lost the game, so. I need to look into the defensive rankings. I have to imagine at this point every team in the AFC North is at least top half defense. Sure, sure. Between the Steelers, the Bengals had a great game today. Yep. Yep. Only gave up 16 points to the yep. Steelers. The yep. Browns have a fantastic defense. Mm-hmm. And then you've got mm-hmm. the Ravens, who we haven't talked much about who we think the favorites are for the Super Bowl at this point, but it's a, we have to start discussing the Ravens when I, we do. We we have been definitely talking about the Ravens looking like uh, a Super Bowl-bound team lately. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they've got a, they got a, a game about to start tonight yep. that... Uh, might not be the easiest game for them, but you know it's it's very winnable, and they should win it, and they should win it by a good margin. Yep. Um, I think a lot of this is what are they going to do without Mark Andrews, yep. uh, who has been so clutch for them. But it also might be the best thing for for like Zay Flowers. Odell Beckham has been looking nice. Yep, and you know Isaiah Likely, their backup tight end, he doesn't get a lot of play because of how good Andrews yeah. is. Yeah. But he's a second-year tight end that mm-hmm. showed quite a bit in the preseason. He at least. did. And I realize preseason's running against very vanilla defenses. But I'm very curious to see what he does tonight also. Yeah. Uh, the Jags went into Houston, beat the Texans 24-21. So they have definitely the lead for the AFC South at this point. Trevor Lawrence, 364 yards passing, one touchdown, a rushing touchdown, did throw an interception. Calvin Ridley, five catches for 89 yards and a touchdown. For the Texans, they were able to throw the ball still. C.J. Stroud, 304 yards and two touchdowns. Also had 47 yards of rushing and a touchdown. He was the leading rusher for mm-hmm. the Texans, though. Mm-hmm. Collins, seven catches for 104 yards and a touchdown. Tank Dell had five catches, 50 yards and a touchdown. But Singletary, leading rusher with 18 yards. It, the Jaguars have a good rush defense. But also, the Jaguars are in lead the whole time. So you got to get the ball down the field. You can't, you, you know, you can't slow things down, um, you know. So Singletary has been has been an absolute monster this past few weeks, but also the Texans seem to kind of be in the lead when they're using him. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's you know what football one on one run the ball when you're ahead and and uh, throw the, throw the ball when you're when you're behind. So it's not a total surprise. Um, C.J. Stroud it just continues to look fantastic even in a loss. I think even if he wasn't to play any more games this season, he's rookie of the year. Off his his uh, his bounce back from was it, he had three picks the other week. Yeah. Um, you know, which was, he went from having two yeah. all season yeah. to then jumped up to five. Right. He just looks really, really great. And I think that's extra special because a rookie coming off of a rough game on interceptions and to keep that composure. Absolutely. The Jaguars are a good team. They needed this win too because Absolutely. with the way the Texans have been surging, if. If uh, the Jags lost this one, that would have been a bit of a heartbreak. Um, so good, good on Jacksonville. I really like to see what they're doing there. But you know, two looks like two of the future quarterbacks of the league. Doing oh yeah, it out today. that league. Yeah. That, that we talked about that last week. Brian mm. and I mentioned it. Uh, moving forward into the future, those two teams and the competition in that division yeah. is going to be fascinating to yeah, watch. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You were you going to talk about Tom Brady's comments at any point? We can. I just want to. I want to briefly, briefly. When Tom Brady about the poor quarterback play he, in the league, he, well, he, or mediocrity, he, maybe he didn't he talk. Said. It wasn't quarterback play. He just he just mentioned some mediocrity, and uh, Alex Smith uh, actually was talking about it, and he kind of pointed out, like, by the way, Tom Brady, 
you actually played in the softest conference for a lot of your time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Listen, also... And I'm not trying to make fun of the Bills fans or right. the Jets fans yeah. or the Dolphins fans, yeah. but their teams were... He was playing against yeah. a bunch of guys who, if you if they got six wins on the season, mm-hmm. it's kind of a good year for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, when you have automatic two losses to Buffalo, almost guaranteed for the Bills. Again, right. no offense up, Greg. But at that point in time, it was an automatic two losses. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He only lost three times in his career to that team. Yeah, right. So yeah. he had a very easy schedule laid out for him as far as his in-division games. Yeah. But, you know, Alex Smith talked about, like, you know, when we're talking, because this year, you know, offense, you know, the numbers look down. And his point was, can we please say that defense is up? Because mm-hmm. the genetic freaks that are playing on defense right now is a real thing. Absolutely. The defense has become something really exciting to watch for everyday fans, not the people that are that are rooted in, I want to watch every single football game possible. Not Defense is crazy right now Absolutely. so i listen i actually respect uh his analysis of the game because he's one of the great minds in football his his knowledge of, of football is second to none uh at the same time i really like alex smith coming in and saying hold on we're watching some incredible quarterback yep. play but we're also watching massive defensive line play yep absolutely i agree 100 percent um, Buccaneers traveled to take on the Colts. Yeah. They lost twenty to twenty-seven. Okay, I, I just said quarterback play has been great, and now we're going to talk about this game. So, well, this a lot. game I find interesting <laughs> though because Baker Mayfield did throw for one hundred ninety-nine and two touchdowns. Rashad White had twenty yards rushing. I'm sorry, one hundred yards rushing. Mike Evans six catches, seventy yards, two touchdowns. He's definitely going to get a thousand yards again this season, which will put him one thousand yard season shy of Jerry Rice's record. I love it. I love it. Uh, for the Colts, Gardner Minshew two hundred fifty one, no touchdowns, but did throw a pick. Jonathan Taylor though ninety one mm. yards rushing and two touchdowns, and Michael Pittman ten, ten catches, one hundred seven yards. Minshew has had better games. He had some ugly spots in this game. I still think. He's an excellent backup quarterback who, with spot starts, will be yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, I think the bigger story here is uh, the Bucks have a very good rush defense. They do. Jonathan Taylor is back. Jonathan Taylor's back, but also Zach Moss. They put him for Another what? 50 yards. 50 yards. Yep. I mean, holy shit. Uh, a, and Zach Moss is someone that the Buffalo Bills could not get anything out of. Right. Traded him away for a running back whose name is escaping right now that then had a jet ski accident right before the preseason started. He's and his best life. Out. Naeem Hines. Yeah, right. Uh, it was basically a swap for running backs. Zach Moss has been a beautiful find for the Colts this yeah, season because yeah. when Jonathan Taylor was out for those first four weeks, Zach Moss was like one of the top five rushers in the league while and, he was out. I, this sounds almost weird to say, but a system running back, its it, I don't mean it in the same way that people refer to a system quarterback, but kind of, right? Because if you have a team who spend a lot of time scheming around a running back, right, then... If you can step up and do I think Zach Moss is the same level as Jonathan Taylor? No. Is he 90% Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. So when you have those schemes and you watch and you play behind someone as great as JT, that's going to make you better. So being within that system, I guess I am saying a system a system running back, but it also gives you the experience to thrive because you do play in that type of system. Sure. And then when you get you know, a Gardner Minshew who loves to bomb the ball down the field, he doesn't want to use running backs. So, to you know, like forcing him to say, yeah, man, get him the ball. Absolutely. Would have been great to have Anthony Richardson out there. He looks like, you know, he is also another incredible QB. So, great. Strengthen your, your running back core. Um, they could be a fun team to watch next year. Absolutely. 
Uh, the Saints traveled to Atlanta to take on the Falcons and lost 24 to 15. Carr had 304 yards passing and a touchdown. Uh, Kamara, 69 yards rushing. Olave, seven catches, 114 yards, all in the first half. Uh, he is questionable coming out of that game, so if something happened to him injury-wise, mm -hmm. I did not see. Uh, for the Falcons, Desmond Ritter, 168, one touchdown, two interceptions. Bigger story here is B. John Robinson. They're finally feeding the pick that they made in the top 10. 91 right. yards rushing and a touchdown. Three catches, 32 yards and a touchdown. Drake London also had five catches for 91 yards. You drafted B. John Robinson with a number eight pick. I get wanting to have a rookie slowly get used to the NFL. I'm very curious to see what he does now that they are truly using right. him in the game. Slowly get used to the NFL, except every time you used him, he's NFL talent from day one. Yes. Um, and with hands on him that are fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I'm glad they're using him. And hey, Falcons are number one in the South. So with a five, five and, and six, six record, record. They actually have the same record as the Saints, but head to head being what yeah, it is. Yeah. They are number one. Number one. I might see another team with a losing record make the playoffs. In a game that almost no one outside of the Northeast watched, I'm willing to bet, the Giants had the Patriots come to New Jersey to pay him a visit, and the Patriots get to leave with a 10-7 loss. Hold on, give me a second here. <laughs> for those of y'all that don't know, Tommy DeVito, the quarterback for the G-Men, likes oh, to do the little Italian... Hold, hold, hold on. Uh, uh, Tommy Shinebox, Tommy Pastrami... Right? Man yeah. who throws a spiral tighter than a rotini? Huh? <laughs> Let's go. He gave him that gob of ghoul, okay? The man who still eats his mom's home cooking. Because that's where he lives. What, what? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you know how many guys are moving home right now being, Ma, make me some chicken cutlets? Ma, the meatloaf. The meatloaf. Let's go. <laughs> Fucking uh, give him that gob of ghoul. Between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, the Patriots didn't even have 200 yards of passing. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson did have a good game today. 98 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, but this is really about the Giants. DeVito, 191 yards passing and a touchdown to uh, Isaiah Hodgins, I believe. Uh, Hyatt, rookie wide receiver. Yep, yep. Five catches, 109 yep. yards. He's coming on. The Giants' defense knows that their offense can't do a whole lot right now with a thirsting quarterback, and they're going out there and saying, fuck it. Yep. We don't care. Yep. We're going to do everything we can to win this game, and it's really fun to watch. I realize a 10-7 game, unless you're a fan of the Pats or the Giants, you're probably not going to want to watch that. And and a 10-7 heartbreak loss. Yeah. Kind of rough. To, to, to miss, miss a, a field goal in the last dying seconds <laughs> to lose the game. Although, you know what? If there was ever a coach that I'd be happier having that happen to, I don't know if there's one that's higher up on the it, list. No, For me, it'd be some Packers coaches. But Bill Belichick still ranks pretty high. Let's be honest. And then I'm going to self-depreciate as a Giants fan. That is the most Giants-New England thing that can happen this season. Because they're both competing for a top three pick right now. Yes. Yep. And y'all just lost your chance at a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 hey. hey check it, check it, John DeVito. Hey, go get your fucking shine box. All right. In uh, another game between rookie quarterbacks, Bryce Young came out on the losing end. The Panthers traveled to Tennessee to take on the Titans and lost 17-10. to Will Levis, 185 yards passing, no touchdowns, but Derrick Henry, 76 yards rushing, Ugh. two touchdowns, and you knew when they were on the one he was getting it. DeAndre Hopkins, their leading receiver with three catches for 49. For the Panthers, Bryce Young had 194 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Chuba Hubbard, 45 yards rushing and a touchdown, and Jonathan Mingo, rookie wide receiver, four catches for 60 yards. Other than their win against the Texans, 
I don't think Bryce Young has looked better than any other rookie quarterback when he plays against them. Yeah, um, but also... It's not a fair comparison totally because their offensive line isn't very good. They yeah, don't have very yeah, many weapons yeah, to throw yeah, to. Yeah. Like, Will Levis, you get to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. Kind of an advantage over the guy that's got to hand it off to Chuba Hubbard. Yep, right, right. It, it's... <sighs> I, I've already heard a couple times... And a couple memes, and memes are meant to be clickbait and all that shit. They've literally said bust. Like, are you kidding me? There's a reason that he's the number one pick. Because because he's that talented, but also he went to the worst team. So, so what do you expect? My problem with that is that everyone makes those assessments so quickly now. Yeah. And I realize the NFL is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately mm-hmm. type of league. But some quarterbacks take some more years to develop. Sometimes they need the weapons around them. Sometimes the offensive line sucks. Sometimes they're the only thing. And by the way, they were a bad enough team. Granted, they traded up into the number one pick. But their team was not very good. And they traded yes. away their number one wide receiver to get that number one pick. When you get drafted that high, you're not going to go to a team that's very good. This is why that whole thing with the quarterback for USC, trying to be like, I, whatever team drafts me has to give me like some ownership capital. Get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying you won't deserve that down the line. I think Aaron Rodgers got a little piece of the Jets when he came over. But you cannot take the rookie season and be like, bust. I do not I do not believe that. Right. I, I Tre- th- Trevor Lawrence had a bad rookie season. He did. He had a not great sophomore season. He's having a pretty good third year. He's having a good third year with a team that is... Listen, Justin Fields, terrible rookie year. Yeah. Second year, flashes, showed mm-hmm. his running ability. Mm-hmm. This year... He's had some really good games. I'm sorry. I don't think. I think you need to have a almost the full rookie contract to really decide on a quarterback, with some exceptions. Mac Jones, something got broken in him when the something Patriots got decided to do an, a special teams coordinator and a defensive coordinator yeah. as their co-offensive coordinators last yeah. year. Yeah, His rookie year was good. I I feel like he could be one of those guys. Well, as we talked about, Geno Smith not looking as good after you know this year from last year, but I one of those guys where it's. If you went somewhere else, could you start thriving? Maybe. I hope Mac Jones isn't broken. At the same time, you know, he was playing on that Alabama squad uh, that that had a bazillion people, you know? So so sometimes it's tough because, you know, Tua was, you know, Alabama guy. Um, um, well, it's the same. Uh, it's uh, the Browns, that- why am I can't, or not Brown, Browns, a uh, fucking Philly Quarterback hurts. Thank you. They were they were both. They were they were the 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 two guys before him, and they're looking like NFL high quality QBs. But it can be really tough to like. You are a great college quarterback, but you're also playing for one of the most stacked teams out there. Absolutely. So it, you know now here you join a team that isn't as stacked. He looked good his first year, but also Bailey Zappi when he came in to fill fill in was looking really good. So there's something that happened after the year that. Even Bailey Zappi was looking good till now. Right. What are we missing? I don't know. Where's Bailey Zappi's talent? Where'd that go? I, it's a great question. I, You know, part of the issue, especially with Mac Jones and those guys, is you're right. They come from these college teams. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i a Bears fan, so I'm going to use Justin Fields as an example because I watch a lot of their stuff. He was with Ohio State with, yeah. with a wide receiver room where he didn't have to worry about oh throwing them open. Yeah. He yeah. just had to find the open guy and throw it. It's the same thing for Mac Jones at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Yep, these guys have when, to learn when Clemson to, was good. Yeah, these guys have to learn how to throw into wind into NFL windows. Oh yeah. Uh, and again, I think that takes time, and I think the coaches around you are very important for it. 
I think Matt Nagy, I, I, Mahomes developed fine under him, but he also had Alex Smith ahead of him. He got to yeah. sit for yeah. all but one game his rookie year and mm-hmm. truly learn the NFL. Matt Nagy threw Justin Fields in there. I remember that first game against the Browns. There was no chip blocking on Miles Garrett or anything. He sent the kid out there to get killed. And that's probably my problem with these coaches. And again, the Patriots. What were you doing last year? You have an offensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator? Yeah. Or a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator calling yeah. your offensive game? Give me a break. You hurt that player more than anything else. Mm-hmm. What, when, when you're a defensive-minded coach, that's not fair to say. It's not fair to say. Bill Belichick has been there so, so fucking long. To call him a defensive coach is... No, he's, is just a, he's a good head coach, yeah, yeah, but he yeah, thought yeah. he was I, smarter I, than I, he was. I, I, I want to re- retract that, but at the same time, you still have to rely on the people underneath you. Absolutely. And you, and you who is more known for your defensive brain, and you didn't have to develop the same level of offense for a long time because you had one Tom of the great... fucking right, Brady. One of the great minds out there. And then... When Tom Brady left and you didn't find the best motherfucking offensive coordinator you could, shame. Well, shame. And you know what? Maybe McDaniels goes back there because it was under McDaniels' offensive coordinator that Mac Jones looked good. So maybe that's the move. Maybe he just needs to go back to being offensive coordinator at New England. There we go. That man never needs another head coaching job. I ever. Agreed. 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 We've seen, him, we've seen him elevate twice. But he, he has always been able to go back to New England and call a very good offense for that mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. So maybe that works out in his favor moving forward. Speaking of uh, the uh, Josh McDaniels previously led Raiders, they had the Chiefs come visit him today, and uh, Patrick Mahomes was restarting his record of winning on the road versus AFC West. That being said, Raiders played him tough. Raiders they always do. Raiders took a fourteen nothing lead yep. on them before and then, Kansas City and then, said, and then got outscored thirty one to three for the rest of it. And Kansas City said, "Wait a minute, yeah. hold Mahomes on, like hold on, I'm MVP. Uh, uh, wait." Coach, can we go now? Right. We gave you the we gave you a head start. Can we go now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mahomes, two hundred and ninety-eight yards passing, two touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco, fifty-five yards rushing, a touchdown. Rasheed Rice, pretty good looking uh, rookie, uh, eight uh, for one hundred seven and a touchdown. Pacheco also had some good receiving yards. He did. Uh, O'Connell, two hundred forty-eight yards passing, and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, one hundred ten yards rushing, and a touchdown. Jacoby Myers, who I just dropped from one of my fantasy teams. It's a ten-team league. I got a lot of wide receivers. Uh, six catches for seventy-nine yards and a touchdown. They are playing better without McDaniels. He is obviously... Cancer is a strong term to use. None of those players seem to believe in him, though. And they seem to really relish playing yeah. for the interim head coach. But this is similar to a few years ago. Interim head coach. Because they had to fire John Gruden. Maybe stick with one of these interim coaches that these players actually like playing for. Maybe do that. But here's the other thing. I get it that they ended up getting outscored by 30 points after... They still played right, hard. At, right, after their, after their 14-0 run. Get Josh Jacobs the ball. That man is a monster. That, and, and that was what the... Uh, and I forget the interim head coach's name. Uh, when he came out and he said, I gotta get the ball to Josh Jacobs. He's the heart and soul of this team. And they did. Get him the ball. Right? He's going to help out a lot. Aiden O'Connell. Antonio Pierce. Thank you. Old linebacker for the Giants. Thank you. Aiden O'Connell, as trashy as his mustache is, he's he's looking... Purdue man looking okay He's for a looking rook. okay out there. As someone who was uh, fourth round or fifth round, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And looks-wise, he is not Jimmy Garoppolo. No. Playing on the field, he's better than Garoppolo. He might be better than Garoppolo. <laughs> I don't, you know? One man looks like a starting quarterback. 
The other one plays like a starting quarterback. <laughs> one looks like he'll, he plays a quarterback in a movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the Chiefs, their defense figured out what was going on, got things solidified. Their offense did what they had to do. You know, I heard the dumbest thing on – I was doing a lot of sports talk radio during the week. Mm-hmm. The other day I was driving around town running errands, and a guy was like, you know – you see what Mahomes' contract has done to the Chiefs, and you just see that they're not doing much since he signed that contract and they mm-hmm. had to trade away Tyreek. Mm-hmm. And the other guys are like, you mean like winning a Super Bowl and being MVP of the league? Yeah. Like, right. the things right. people will say to try to get people to listen to their show yeah. is mind-boggling to me. So, so it's so easy to say, you know, uh, uh, Brock Purdy is not good. He's surrounded by weapons. Fair. But then he also puts up a perfect passer rating in a game. With all those weapons, but he still did it. He still did it. Chicken or the egg right, on that right. one, you know. So, so don't diminish him for those things. The Garoppolo op- wasn't putting up perfect quarterback no, ratings he, no, with he those was not. very same weapons. No, he was not. But then, but then look at Mahomes. And the opposite of that, you need to put him up on that pedestal because yeah. his his tight end game is is strong. Uh, I really like Noah Gray as a tight end. He probably is deserves a tight end one spot. Probably. Um, because like when he when he's got to fill in for for Kelsey, he looks great out there. But also like you know Rashi Rice and and uh, um, God, I can't even remember all their names because like it seems like week after week you never know which one's getting the ball. Well, like Marcus Valdez Scanling who dropped the pass uh, against the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Eagles fans, I'm not busting on your team here, but you should have lost last week. There was two catches mm. dropped by wide receivers for the Chiefs in the end. And he hit them both in the hands. Yeah, yeah. And it's that old argument that uh, Giselle said about Tom Brady. He can't catch the ball, too. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, right. Um, the Rams traveled to Arizona. I thought Arizona could win this game. I was wrong. <laughs> I was also very wrong to keep Tyron Williams on my bench on another fantasy team. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 229 yards passing, four touchdowns, one interception. Tyron Williams, 143 yards rushing, six catches, 61 yards, and two touchdowns. Tutu Atwell was the leading receiver. Three catches for 76. Where where, where was Puka and where was Cooper Cup? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Right? That uh, were they, were they just, all the defensive schemes were trying to stop them. Right, they were just running distractions, and it's like you forgot that they have Atwell and well, Kyron Williams. Forgot they had like, a running back. Right? Come on. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me just see what they put up for passing because I'm curious. Oh, my God. Uh, Puka Bad. Kula, four for 27, and Cooper Cup, three for 18. So, yeah. Yeah. They didn't do shit, but they didn't have... You know, at a certain point, they were up so much, they didn't have to throw the ball anymore. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, but Kyler Murray, 256 yards passing and a touchdown. I do not see the Cardinals drafting a quarterback this year. However, they need to draft an offensive lineman or something to help him out. Connor leading Ross to a 27 yards, and Hollywood Brown, six catches for 88. The Cards are still playing very hard. I know they got blown out in this. I think they have the quarterback they need for the future. I, I like I their agree. coach, too. I think he's done a very good job with them this year. Yep. Kyler came um, back, and he looks... He's he's so fun to make fun of because he's short and his legs are like, dee, 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 dee. but he's definitely starter quarterback quality. Um, he's a guy to build around. Absolutely. So with as bad as they are, they're going to get some good good draft capital. They really need to use it smart because yes. they have some great fun players out there, and I they agree. they could be a threat in another couple years. I, I agree. If they're smart about it. The Rams, I think we're seeing kind of the last gasp out of Stafford. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's spent, don't get me wrong here, but we're talking about a 36-year-old quarterback who's had a lot of back and neck injuries. Yeah. I'm glad he's having a good year. I think it's awesome, but I just mm-hmm. don't see, mm-hmm. like, moving forward, they're going to have to find the quarterback of the future at some yep. point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Browns 
Travel to Denver to take on the Broncos. Broncos win it 29-12. For the Browns, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson got hurt in the game, got replaced, but he did have 134 yards rush, uh, passing and a touchdown before that happened. Uh, Jerome Ford had 65 yards rushing to lead the team. David Njoku led their team receiving for six catches for 59 yards. Russell Wilson, 134 yards passing and a touchdown, another 34 yards rushing and a touchdown. Sutton, three catches for 61 yards. The Broncos' defense... Gets very looked at very poorly because when you look at everything, you can't take that seventy point game from the Dolphins right. out right. of those stats. Right. If you do, and there was a few other games like the the Bears put up like twenty seven or so on mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's games that were in the early in the season where the Broncos defense may not you may not think that they're very good. They're solid. Sertan's an excellent cornerback. He's a he's a great cornerback. They if the Broncos offense can just. Pull out of like but, twenty-one to twenty-four points a game. They're going to be in every but game. This think season. about this: the Browns' defense is fantastic. Yes, they are. But they're in the same spot as uh, as the Steelers and the Bengals, and you know, like their mm-hmm. offense doesn't. The Jets, but their offense is not going to do much. I. What my the point that I'm making is, Denver scored how many points mm-hmm. on a fantastic defense? A lot of rushing too, like Samaje Piran. Like they had mm-hmm. a couple different running backs get. Touchdowns. Javante Williams just wasn't one of them. It was it was a great offensive showing for Denver, mm-hmm. and I think it's easy to overlook that because the Browns have been easy to overlook. Um, they they've been hold, keeping up a, a solid record on the back of their defense. I will say one thing that annoyed the hell out of me was uh, uh, Dorian Thompson Smith. Uh, when Robinson. I looked. Sorry, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah, it's yeah, a long, it's a long name. name. Yeah, and what what annoyed me was when I pull up the ESPN app. To look at whatever, all of the stats are shifted over so far. I can't see him because his name takes up that much space. It's a bullshit. That's hilarious. Can we please abbreviate that? That'd be great. <laughs> all right. Uh, the last of the early games was the Bills taking on the Eagles. Uh, unfortunately, Bills lost this game on the road to the Eagles. The final score. Uh, hold on. I'm sorry. I managed to not write it down, and that's because I. Trying to do too many things at once today. Yeah, well, yeah, we thirty-four did. to thirty-seven. Right, right. Eagles. Right, overtime. Got a wonderful love it. overtime game. Josh Allen had a fucking game. Three hundred thirty-nine yards passing, two touchdowns, threw one interception, but he had another eighty-one yards rushing and two touchdowns. Gabe Davis six catches, hundred five yards of touchdown. However, the other side of the ball, Jalen Hurts had two hundred yards passing, three touchdowns, sixty-five yards rushing, two touchdowns. Devonta Smith led their wideout room with seven catches for one hundred six and a touchdown. These are two teams that should be in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, obviously the yeah. Eagles are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, well, they have one loss on the season. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I don't hold this loss really against the Bills. I was going to say the you same know, thing. I was going to say the same thing. Actually, it's two very good offenses. I thought the defenses played very well. Also, I know it doesn't sound like it with a thirty-seven, thirty-four game, but there was big plays made by both defenses. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say that. Yeah, yes, the Bills have the L on this one, but. The way they've been playing lately has been shaky. So to do really this has. against to do this against the Philadelphia Eagles defense is pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Absolutely. So I hope I hope that yes, it is another L for them. I hope they really, really, really uh, can can recognize what they did today and take that as momentum because they've looked rough. They've they've looked. They looked pretty shaky, so absolutely, yeah. I agree. They they have looked shaky recently. The offensive coordinator being fired there, mm-hmm. I think, 
It's nothing against the offensive coordinator. I I, I just think they needed a change. Something yep. needed to yep. happen to yep. spark and get that team realizing that more needed to be done. And I think they, they did it today. Yeah, they did. They just, they just had to play the fucking Eagles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're in the middle of a murderer's row. They have a bye week. Yeah. Then they play the Chiefs. Then they play the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. So if they can come out of that two and one, that's pretty good. Yep. You know? Yep. So that's what they're at least pushing for right now. So that is all of today's games. Um, a lot of fun ones. We are currently watching the uh, Chargers and the Ravens. I believe it's 3 nothing Chargers at the moment. Uh, but while we are in NFL barroom commentary, which, by the way, if you're wondering, what does barroom commentary mean? It means if you are watching us do this, uh, stream this live, you're watching us smoke cigars, mm-hmm. drink beers, and also have a little bit of whiskey. True. Speaking of which, if you don't mind giving me a little bit I more. Would, I would uh, love to. So you can uh, pour that whiskey and perhaps mention who makes it as we get into our next segment called The Un. FL. This is a, a, a pretty cool, pretty cool whiskey here. Uh, uh, Copper and Cask. Um, they're known for uh, uh, collecting unique whiskeys from from wherever, um, and particularly one of our local liquor stores, uh, Arsenal Wines and Liquors. Um, they went and did a barrel pick with mm. Maker's Mark um, that had some like special stay finishes that was really really excellent. I brought it here previously. Um, they actually went and picked a barrel from. Uh, copper and cask, and then took that whiskey and then aged it a little bit additionally in that Maker's Mark cask. Makes it super special. They also brought in uh, their head whiskey guy, got to meet him. He's incredible, Randall Bird. So pouring out a really unique, pretty much you have to live here to have drank this this whiskey. So uh, I'm not even going to say send the check. We just appreciate the fact that you brought this to us because it's that good. Anyways, here we are because things happen outside of NFL. Even though this past week of of, um, of five, so. five days <laughs> out of seven that was football, things do happen. So therefore, we have the NFL. Um, I want to start with something kind of funny. I don't think we've ever talked about the world of racing. Uh, F one in particular. Um, the F one did a, uh, a Grand Prix in Vegas. Racing to drink some beer. Um, I'm a little. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, this is just a little over a week ago, but uh, yeah, so the Vegas hosted a Grand Prix for F1, and leading up to it, it was just filled with fucking nonsense. Mm. So some of the ridiculous shit that happened uh, would be the fact that the grandstand seats initially were going for about $2,000, eventually it quieted down and settled around $1,000 a seat. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, at the same time, there was a lot of uh, uh, a lot of the big casinos were were you know uh, throwing money at it. But as a part of it, and it being a Grand Prix, you know, like there's a lot of uh, as it drives around streets and things like that, you know, I mean, like there's a lot of spots to see those things. They just put up obstructions left and right. If you didn't contribute, nah, nah, nah. Oh, you might be a casual observer. We're gonna put up obstructions all over the place. It was a giant money grab. We don't want anyone to be able to peek and see. This event that you just try to lock up for 10 years, and you don't want any casual fan maybe trying to peek and say, oh, I might want to spend a thousand fucking dollars for a grandstand seat in the future. I don't understand the business model, whatever, but that's an absolute money grab. Um, I've never heard of. That's like Super yeah, Bowl tickets. Yeah, no. Well, then also, here we go to some of the warm-ups, right? Some of the, the early, early runs that were taking place at like midnight on a Friday uh, the race itself was at 10 p.m. on a Saturday. Uh, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Also during some of the the uh, the the warm up runs um, that people come to see, you can go see some of the warm up runs. There was a a uh, um, a drain cover that became loose, and uh, someone's car drove over and it popped up fucked up underneath the car. They had to shut things down for a while to, to go make sure they're welded in place. There was a bunch of others they had to take time to weld in place. Oh, by the way, the people that bought seats to go see the some of those like prelim practice runs, yeah, they got a $200 voucher, but not a refund. There's a class action oh. lawsuit over it. Garbage. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> uh, because it was running around the Sphere in Las Vegas, which is one of the coolest structures I've ever seen, there was a ton of ad space getting thrown up on there to kind of help offset the cost because they had to essentially rent out the sphere because of, you know, the, this race taking place around it. And because there's all the ad space around it, it was so bright. It was an absolute distraction. But the funniest part of all of it was the after party, one of the after parties, happened to be Paris Hilton as a DJ. There's a video clip of her walking in. She's got this skin-tight suit. It looks like a race suit. Blah, blah, blah. She walks into this party, and the venue is half full. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a tragedy of an event. Uh, (laughs) In the NBA, there was a couple things that I thought were absolutely hilarious. Um, when, When one of the reporters pointed out to LeBron James, um that he's actually older than the Utah Jazz's head coach, the Utah Jazz head coach, uh, Will Hardy, who's 35, to LeBron James, 38. It was such a great moment. He took it in stride. He chuckled. Um, But, like, think about this for a minute. We have one of the top players in the game. He really is competing at a high level. He is. um, But for him to be older than the head coach, absolutely hilarious. Yep. Um, Jimmy Butler is proving to be... One of the funniest guys out there at Media Day. I mentioned how he showed up with this emo haircut, emo haircut, which is his own hair. It like draped down and like you know covered his face. He was he was flipping it around, whatever. Yep. The best part of that is that that's now his picture when you click on him Excellent. on ESPN. It shows that hair over his face, but that's not what I'm going to mention. Okay. During during one of the games when he played the Bulls this past week, he dribbles in and he goes up and he shouts skyhook. As he made the shot. Right in the middle of the court, clear as a bell for everyone to hear. Skyhook, that man is a fucking national treasure. Thank you very much. That's hilarious. Um, the other great thing is actually about this man, uh, Anthony Miracola. Uh, he is the self-proclaimed best shooter in the world. Um, he's got a crazy amount of like basketball court setups in his house. Um, he holds uh, a number of records. Uh, most free throws in one minute while standing on one leg. He made 72. Oh. Um, uh, most free throws in three minutes with 201. Most basketball three-pointers in one minute with a single ball of 12. Three-pointers in three minutes of 93. Three-pointers in one minute of 31. Free throws in a minute of 67. And tied for the most behind the backboard shots in one minute of 34. So he was invited on a little, uh, a little uh, uh, inside the NBA, um, and they were like, brought him on. I'm like, well, you're one of the best shooters, so uh, come on out here and take some shots. They, he kind of talked about how like oh, it's kind of a little bit low for for you know the the ceiling's a little low. Might throw my arc off a little bit, and uh, oh, I lost the basketball quote. Sorry, shoot. Um, anyways, Kenny Smith steps up there. Takes off his jacket. I'm like, okay, let's go. One for one. Kenny Smith just starts draining 
three-pointers. Mm-hmm. Like no other. Bang, bang, bang. And uh, Anthony uh, Miracola was miss, 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 miss. And the exact quote, I, w- I wanted to grab the uh, the player's name. You wouldn't know him. He played in the NBA. Not a lot. He has the best quote out there. I am closer to LeBron James than you are. This guy barely played at all. Mm-hmm. Yes, you might have all these records. You might have all these records. But you know what? If Kenny Smith went out to try to do those things, you think he wouldn't beat you? Oh. Give me a break. The thing that nobody really understands about the NBA players is just, you take out defenders and all that Mm -hmm, stuff, mm -hmm. those guys can drain buckets all day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And actually, so that one record of uh, a number of three points in a minute um, of 31, so it's actually better than anyone's ever done in the NBA three-point contest during the All-Star weekend. Um, Devin Booker actually holds the record of, I forgot exactly what the number is, but it was like, it was pretty impressive. Um, he's, he's got like one extra point over Steph Curry. Uh, but yeah, this, this guy actually did his from the, uh, college, uh, free throw, three point line and had an extra 10 seconds. So, right. So literally there was something that while the number is lower, it's a greater feat than what you did. Yeah. Anyways, NCAA football. Um, the Wake Forest head coach, Sam Hartman, um, talked about, uh, the senior tribute of, uh, of the Notre, sorry, sorry, (laughs) the Wake Forest head coach, not, talked about the senior tribute for Sam Hartman, who plays for Notre Dame. Notre Dame really made a big show of saying, we love you, you're the absolute best. You played for one year with Notre Dame, and you played for three years at Wake Forest. Mm -hmm. It's great that you celebrate him, but he said you rented him. Okay? We had him. We developed him. And I really like that statement uh, because it speaks to what's going on in college sports. Right? Wake Forest, we developed him. You guys rented him for one year. Everything that he's doing for you is he, he built with us. Now, was he right to move? Absolutely. I'm not saying that he shouldn't move. But let's also recognize, as you're as you're weeping and fawning over him on Senior Day, you're the absolute best, and we love you. You love him because he came in and succeeded. Yep. Because you bought a winner, you brought him in as a winner. Yep. I'm not nothing against Sam Hartman, but let's be honest. And that is the way the NCAA is set up now. A hundred percent. Football for A hundred percent. Same thing. Talk. You know, a coach really making a stance on uh, on the state of the game. Uh, the UConn coach was talking a little about NIL. And he was talking to a lot of the boosters, and he said, "If you want, if you want to win, spend money. Spend money because if you don't spend money to help us get the best players, don't bitch." Exactly. And he actually said, "Don't bitch." And I really like him saying that. Like, let's recognize if you're going to be a big booster, put your money where your mouth is. Don't complain about our program. I really like that. Uh, there's something interesting going on in the uh, Big Ten title match coming up. Uh, Michigan versus Iowa is, is going to be for the Big Ten title. Uh, Vegas gave some odds of uh, Michigan uh, by 22 with an over-under of 35. Wow. Okay? So to do the math on that, that means that it would be a 28.5 Michigan, 6.5 Iowa. 
Which means they're literally saying in the Big Ten title game, Iowa's not going to get a touchdown. Yep. Holy shit. Which wouldn't be that weird. Iowa's defense is very good. Their offense mm. the last few years. There's been a lot of games right. where I don't think they scored a touchdown. Yeah. In uh, the SMU-Navy game, SMU did beat Navy 59-41. to But one of the best parts of the game was uh, Navy is out here trying to catch a uh, punt. The punt receiver's there, crouched down. You can picture him, right? Got the legs spread, got the arms spread. The ball went down, missed his hands completely, bounced between his legs, bounced completely behind him, Mm -hmm. and grazed his towel hanging off the back of his uniform, which is your uniform, and SMU grabbed it for a touchdown. Excellent. Fantastic. The best thing I have from all of the NFL is a joke that isn't going to land because our producer is not here as an, o, <laughs> as an OU fan, so I'm going to have to repeat it for him. But, ah, uh, so, so... Uh, you probably have to tell him twice. I you? will, right. So OU played TCU. OU won the game 69-45. to 45. But we all know that 69 is fucking one way and fucking another. So you might have fucked TCU... But when OU ran out of the tunnel to start the game with all the smoke, and one player tripped, and they all proceeded to trip over each other, yes, there's nothing better than a 69 situation. Oh my god. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you can't beat it. Can't beat it. That is fantastic. All right. That's the my NFL. That's my NFL. Uh, for just the worst this week, and this is going to be a little mean-spirited towards Cowboys fans, and I'm not trying to be mean about your team. Um, but you've uh, lost to the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Cardinals so far this year. Uh, for those of you that are not keeping track at home, uh, two of those teams are definitely in first place in their division. Yep. Okay. The Cowboys wins this season. They have two wins against the Giants, who are coming into this week, 4-8. and eight. The Jets, they had a win, 4-7. and seven. Pats, 2-9. and nine. Chargers, 4-6. and six. Rams, 4-6. and six. Panthers, 1-10. Commies, 4-8. and eight. They have yet to beat a team that has more than four wins when they play them. I mean, you are famous for saying you uh, play you, the game. You play the game. You, you're you play the game. For. You're scheduled. That being said, you're also not winning the games against the better teams. Yep. So I guess it's. I don't know if it. Maybe it's just more of an interesting with that more than a just the worst. They are in second place in their division. Yeah. They are going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. But their wins came against teams with a combined 23 and 54 record. So, how good are you really? Their defense is absolutely feared, and rightfully so. Yep. It is really good. And their offense is starting to click now. And they're, but they're, again, it's against teams that aren't good. Right, right. They're all, right. And and let's be honest, Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. Love, yep. love to shit on him. We'll never stop shitting on him because it's just so fun. Um, I think he gets more grief than he should. I think he gets more grief than he should. 100%. Um, he... he he isn't leading in interceptions this year. Nope. Um, as he has some of the other years, even when he had missed games too, that was also impressive. Uh, but yeah, they they've got a their offense needs to play a lot better mm-hmm. to take out. If you're going to play in these playoffs, hundred percent, got to get there. Yep. And I mean, when they played against the Eagles, their defense was not the world beaters that they look like mm-hmm. against these other teams. Mm-hmm. When they play against the 49ers, they definitely didn't look like the world beaters. Yep. I'm still not sure what happened in that Cardinals game. 
We blows my mind that they won that. I, that they lost that. I'm game, gonna say, to quite yeah, honest, that was but, crazy. Yeah. Um. So, just the worst uh, Cowboys schedule. Kind of just set up for them to run shop on everybody. Uh. What are you gonna do? Again, you play the teams you're scheduled yeah, for. Yeah. It's not their fault that the Chargers can't win a one score game. Yeah. Right. It's definitely the Chargers' fault. Yeah, true. Uh, true. So that is my just the worst for this week. Nothing I got too awful. I got one, and it was a clip from uh, uh, college basketball, Kansas, and uh, uh, Marquette. Uh, it was the Maui Invitational. Um, one of the Kansas players, uh, I forget the exact scenario, whether it was coming off of a foul shot or there was whatever happened. He's, you know, the the as he's kind of jogging back up the floor, he uh, kind of chirps. By the way, there was, a, there was a ref right there. Right talking to Shaka Smart, the coach of, of Marquette. The Kansas player kind of chirps something that direction. I don't know what it was. Don't know what was said. And then keeps kind of jogging up the floor. And then Shaka Smart followed him and kept going and pointing the finger and, you know, do, you, know you know, doing the, you know, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that proceeded to, all right, let's, let's everyone get up off the sidelines and get out there. And it was a, a ruckus. And it was like, I'm sorry, sir. It, I didn't see the ref instantly turn around and go, oh, tee up that player for saying what he said. So it couldn't have been that bad. Right. You are a head coach. You're a respected head coach. You've been doing this for a while. Yep. And you're going to get that rattled by a college kid that you're going to go, I, 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 it was the most despicable thing I've seen in a long time. Because that shows that you have, this is the beginning of the season, man. Mm-hmm. It shows that you have zero chill, zero control that you're trying to teach your players to have. Yep. It's an absolute shame. Yeah, you're trying to tell them to stay calm under all circumstances. Absolute shame. You that's, cannot freak out. That, like that someone, someone who can't handle being chirped at, that's a product of Texas if I've ever seen one. <laughs> oh, speaking of Texas, that's another <laughs> just the worst. My Texas Tech Red Raiders were the worst this week. The last time we're going to play UT in Big Twelve, they're going to SEC, and we lost like fifty to seven. Ooh, ooh, just ooh. didn't even show up for it. Ouch. Really, just sad. Such a sad, sad game. Okay. Ooh. Oh, I almost forgot. We got Squeak Streak. Oh, Hold yeah, on. yeah, I'll yeah. pull up the little message you sent me. <laughs> Squeak Streak. I do not remember what last week's was. We'll we'll get a bunch of these knocked out next week when he's back. Um, he says the le- the Steelers' last four games have been decided by six or fewer. The second of November, they beat the Titan. They beat Titans twenty to sixteen. They beat the Packers twenty three to nineteen. They beat the Browns. or lost to the Browns thirteen to ten. And they beat the Bengals 16-10. to 10. He says they will beat the Cardinals next Sunday by six or less. That's, uh... He's basically just saying their defense is going to be good and their offense is still going to suck. You know, it's so weird, like, now that... He's not uh, wrong. Not, yeah, but, <laughs> but, like, now that, now that Kyler Williams back, it gets a little more dynamic. But at the same time, here's a defense that can shut down Arizona, no problem. True. You know? And an offense that can't score for shit. So... This might be one of his better picks out there. Right? <laughs> it's not a bad one. Okay, so, because this is Half the Distance Live, where we half-ass everything and whole-ass nothing, it's time for us to make our picks for next week. Yeah, I mean, this saying, week... But wait, you're watching a game right now. You're right. And my Bears are playing yeah. the Vikings tomorrow. Huh? We don't care. No, 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 move on. We're already, already out of next week. Yeah. Let's go. That's yeah. how we do things here. Yeah. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to have Up Greg make picks for uh, Dick Woodcock. And Hunter. And for Brian, we are going to toss the Cowboys koozie into the air. Oh! If it lands on the Cowboys side, he picks the home team. If Ooh, it lands I like on the it. blank side, he picks the away team. All right. Okay? 
First game is Seattle at Dallas. Um, these are two teams going in definite opposite directions right now. I could not begin to pick against Dallas in this Well, one. do the Seahawks have more than four wins? Oh, I will double check. I will find out for you right now. That's I, an interesting question. And I believe they do. And I believe they do. Uh, which is going to... Which is going to go against the they grain are six on this and one? Five right now. Right, this is going to go against the grain on it because I'm going to say the Cowboys because okay. of the directions they're going. All right. uh, Seattle's offense has not looked as nice. Did Brian just pick the Cowboys? Brian's picking the Cowboys. Weird, he hates the Cowboys. All right, well, he, hey, uh, who is Mr. Woodcock selecting? The Cowboys. He is okay. also. We're all going for the Cowboys. We're all going all for right. the Cowboys. Oh. Uh, next up, we have the Steelers. Having the Arizona Cardinals travel to hey, visit them, I, and again, as here we are talking about you know the squeak streak, and and uh, I, I think the Steelers can pull this out. I think they can. I believe they can too. But just for the fun of it, I'm going to say the Cards put up a wild game, and and the Steelers can't score. So you're going with Arizona. I'm going with Arizona. Okay. I am going to pick Steelers. I think that their uh, offense is going to get better as we go. I think that the uh, Cardinals are very susceptible to the run game. Yeah. Well, I think Najee Harris is going to have a very big game. Here. And Firemuth being back is, you know, it could make me look like an absolute chump on this pick because he really is a talented tight end and he's just exactly what a terrible quarterback needs. Very true. Brian is picking the Cardinals. All right. Picking the away okay. team. I like it. Who is Dick Woodcock selecting for this game? Steelers. Okay. Yeah. Next up, we have the Falcons traveling to New Jersey to take on the rudderless Jets. <laughs> this one's rough because the Falcons' offense is not great. No. The Jets' defense is very good. But the yep. Falcons' defense is sneaky good. Yes. And the Jets' def- or offense is terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Falcons, and I don't feel great about it. Um, I don't blame you. I don't I, feel good about it either. I but think, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, I think that uh, you got to activate Bijan Robinson. Um, you got to get Drake involved. Can get we Kyle please Pitts involved? Can we for please the love of get God. Kyle Pitts out there? You know, um, it's it's probably going to be what Mariota under center. No, it's going to be uh, De- uh, Desmond Ritter. Okay, Desmond Mariota's Ritter. not with him anymore. Oh yeah, uh, uh, who was the, who was the guy that they started? Who's uh, 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 oh uh, Heineke? Heineke, Heineke. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yep. But yeah, right. Um, I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is, whether it's Heineke or or Ritter. Um, I, I the weapons are there. Yep. Drake London, use them. Mm-hmm. Solid. Kyle Pitts, fantastic. I, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. True. So yeah, I don't know. I, that being said, you know the Jets, their defense could be the one to to uh, make the difference. Their offenses, wep- offensive weapons are really fantastic. If you can get on the ball. Um, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Brian is picking the home team Jets. That's mm. an interesting pick. Okay. Who is Mr. Woodcock going to select in this one? I'm going to have him pick the Falcons. Okay. All right. For the next game, the Carolina what Panthers. Who are you picking? I want the Falcons also. Okay, all right. Uh, I think B. John Robinson is finally getting on a tear. I know the Jets' defense is pretty good, but I think that the Falcons' defense is good enough to stop the New York offense. And I Slow them down they, enough, I yeah. I think B. John and Drake London and those guys can get enough done. I think so. I think so. I think yeah. I do, too. Uh, Carolina takes its 1-10 record into Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay's defense got lit up a bit today. 
I think they're a little embarrassed. And very unfortunately for the Carolina Panthers, they're going to want to take it out on somebody. This could 100% be the second win of the season for Carolina. Uh, I like what Tampa Bay's doing. They're playing a they're playing better than I expected. Um, well, Carolina's playing worse than I expected. Um, this could be the game, but I got to go with the Bucks. You know, give me uh, Mike Evans for you know ninety yards and a touchdown. Baker Mayfield getting you know two hundred and seventy yards. Yep. Um, uh, uh, White getting uh, you know. Great run game going, yep. you know. Yep. He's really good in the passing game. He game. is. He is. I agree. Uh, for Mr. Professor. Home team? No, no, no. He's taking the Carolina Panthers the to win their team. second game of the season. Oh, hot take, It's pretty Brian. ballsy hot of him. Take. I can't tell you. I don't, I don't know exactly where he's thinking on that hey, one, up, but you know up. what? I am currently about to open up a uh, Circle the Wagons. Yeah. By Mortalis, little right. uh, Gemini, sour ale brewed with blueberry, raspberry, marshmallow, and walnuts. Go. Listen, oh. Mortalis, you're not a sponsor yet. Hold on, listen, we're right. Blueberry, blue, raspberry's red. Yep. Yep. And filled with some balls. Got there that go. nuts in there, yep. right? <laughs> like it. Circle the wagons. Just like the Buffalo Bills, That's who will be right. off next week with a plethora of other teams, by the way. Yeah. Buffalo, Chicago, Vegas, Minnesota, New York Giants, and Baltimore all mm. on the bye next week. Uh, who is Mr. Woodcock selecting in the Carolina-Tampa Bay game? I'm going to have him choose the Panthers. Oh, he's going <laughs> ballsy too. I like it. Eh, man, the skunk country is getting crazy with his picture. I like days. it. I like it. Uh, Detroit travels to New Orleans to take on the reeling Saints. Uh, I would not want to be the Saints right now because I think Dan Campbell is screaming at his boys about how they have not they've been letting him down. I have a feeling he is gonna drink like ninety five cups of coffee a day and just have that team wired for sound. I don't know what the Saints secondary can do. They have some good players. To to really slow down Detroit enough to to get the offensive I listen, when the offense clicks clicks in New Orleans, it's fun. Right? Absolutely. Kamara is is an absolute double threat. Alave is fantastic. Uh, Michael Thomas is having a nice season. Yes, he is. Right? They they get they get to use Taysom Hill in weird ways, and I love when they do that because that's just fun football to see a tight end who's a running back, who's a receiver, who's also a quarterback. Like those are yep. sneaky, you know. But you know what? Detroit's going to get back on track. Yep. They're they're ready to roll. They're going to be fucking biting ankles again. I'm willing to bet yeah. they are going to run. Yeah. The other team into the ground. Give me, give me Detroit, 40-25. I could see that kind of whooping happening. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the Lions and their coach are yeah, very angry yeah. about their Gibbs, last couple. Gibbs of games. is just running all over the place. Laporta is is. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh my oh. god, he's going with Detroit. He had finally picked one. I understand. I, I, it makes sense. Good, good for you, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with Lions. Yeah. All right, we're all going with the Lions. Very good. Yeah. Next up, the Indianapolis Colts. Travel to Tennessee. Okay. Okay. I got to tell you, this one I find interesting because Tennessee can't stop the pass very well, but Indianapolis runs the ball really well. Indianapolis runs the ball real well, but Michael Pittman is... is. Uh, By the way, Jonathan Taylor can catch the ball too. All right. Michael Pittman is a great receiver. Uh, Minshew's got to make smart decisions. Yep. Um, I do think the Colts are better than the Titans. I, I go, I'm, going, I'm going Colts, but I don't actually like it because the titans uh 
the way they played today, if they follow that game plan, that's what they need to do. I agree. You know? Get this Derrick really H- could be like a throwback game where you got Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry with over 100 yards I, and some but, touchdowns. And But I also <laughs> I also think it's going to be like a 2020 kind of game, you mm-hmm. know? I It could be a real fun football game to watch. I agree. It could be a lot of fun. Away. Brian's picking the Colts also. All right. Uh, and Mr. Woodcock's pick? The Colts. The Colts also. So all of us for Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. The Chargers travel to New England to take on the Patriots. The Chargers... Uh, I mean, we're probably looking at them being in four and seven going to this game. Um, mm-hmm. However, I don't care how rough they're having a season of not being able to finish the games. I think they finish this one handily. I think they whoop the, the England New England Patriots pretty bad. Uh, I, that would be nice. I think the uh, I think the defensive line for the Chargers is going to be going to be uh, crushing to whichever quarterback plays. Mm-hmm. Khalil Mack is going to be ready to play. Absolutely, um, and, and the Chargers have—they've been playing a lot weaker than I expected. With all the weapons that are available to them, this is the game that they get to just tap dance around the field. I agree. It's—it's going to be—it's going to be, be uh, soul crushing, even more than what New England's dealing with right now. Yep. So, and before you think that, oh man, poor New England fans. Please remember how many Super Bowls they got in the Brady era. Oh my God! They can handle a winning, a losing oh, season yeah. or you're, you're ninety-five, due. in my opinion. You're due. They're they're literally they are literally they're like the Bulls after Jordan left. They haven't had a season like this since Tom Brady started. Since before he started. Yeah. Since before he started. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he played for fucking ever. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are you you're you're, you're well, okay. Suck it up. Suck it up. <laughs> Come on. All right, Brian is going with. Somebody else turn. Oh, wait, team. The LA Chargers. All right. And Mr. Woodcock? Chargers. Chargers also. So we are all you're, in agreement. Wow, you're on being the last nice on games. that one. Good. All right. Miami tra- <laughs> travels to Washington, take on the commies. Uh, this is right up Miami's playbook. It's a team with a losing record. Yep. Whose defense is giving up a lot of points. Yep. I see Tua and Tyreek and Waddle and Mostert exploding even more. I. I, I realize the Dolphins have had some issues playing against uh, teams with a winning record, but th- this is not the team to try to beat them. I, I, I think they win this very handily. I think this would be a good game to bring in uh, HN and get him get his mojo back sure. uh, from his injury. Um, I mean, like, listen, Mostert is having a fucking... I know by Jeff Wilson's just sitting there waiting yeah, to get yeah, some playing yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, right. Mostert's having a hell running of a back season. room is amazing. I know. Yeah, so, but HN, who really shined, yep. really shined, injury... Hasn't had a lot of snaps since coming back. Uh, give it, give him those snaps because why not? Absolutely, he'll be all right. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Ryan is also picking Miami. Oh, is that thing weighted? Come on. I think so. Who's Mr. Woodcock going to pick in this one? I'm going to do the Commanders. Ooh, go with the Commies. Ooh. I you like know, it. Hey, listen, Commies, Commies got some. Uh, they love playing the ball in the air. So, you know, if they can get. Some of those touchdowns out there and make it interesting. Absolutely, McDaniel's is going to be like, uh, hold on, let's let's start cooking here, okay? He's gonna he's gonna hike his already high water well, pants up a little bit higher. Well, with this apparently know. like fifteen hundred dollars shoes he wears. Also, I, hey, <laughs> hey, man, that that guy has got he's got swag. Oh, he's got that's that's what swag is right there. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, the Broncos travel to Houston to take on the Texans. This is actually a fascinating game to try to pick. Uh, yeah. Um. I'm going with Houston against my better judgment right now because the the Broncos have been running the ball very well. 
They've been playing really well against the pass recently. There's just something, I feel like, because the Texans lost today and because the Broncos won as well as they did, I just had the feeling it's going to be one of those games where the team that lost last week is the one that has a little more fight in them to win the game. It, so so the Broncos, their defense is good. Um, they got a lot of people to try to try to cover with yep. the Texans. Um, but they've got the defense to do it for sure. I'm picking the Texans. Okay. Um, but this is really about the Broncos continuing a good offensive game. And that's the thing is that they've got to get those points on the board. They've got to get more than 20 points because I think the Texans can also put up 25 on them. Either so yeah. they've got to be able to do that. Because the other thing is like, okay, so Sertan's a very good corner. And I realize they've got some other good defensive players also. But one of their safeties has been suspended for four games. Yeah. And the Texans don't just have one wideout. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's Tank Dell. It's Nico Collins. If Noah Brown is back for this, like they got a lot of guys oh, they can throw the yeah, ball. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Noah Brown is your third who's having who's having some yeah. great play this year. Not to mention their tight end. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. I I oh he's he's Schultz has been I mean for him to go from from Dallas to Houston, where he was used so much in Dallas, yep. he's not getting used as much in Houston. But he's fitting right into a niche and is and a role that Stroud needs. Yes. He has these wideouts, but having that tight end that he knows he can throw the ball to. Or, and he's a good blocker. Schultz, yeah. is, Schultz is a big boy. He's a solid tight end yeah. all around. Yeah. So, it, it's it, it's that being said, I almost don't want you to flip the koozie because Brian's going to want to call the Broncos. But fair is fair. So No, I think we should elaborate. Oh, he gets the Broncos. He gets the Broncos. Lucky, now, lucky man. This is a tricky one because his wife is also a Houston gal. So, you know. Oh, boy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, but hey, 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 the koozie picked it. Koozie picked it. Marriage is safe. And he's the only one picking the Broncos. Okay. Mr. Woodcock is also going with Houston. The Cleveland Browns travel to L.A. to take on the Rams. This one's kind of fascinating. (sighs) Yeah. Because the Browns' defense is amazing. Yep. But their offense is terrible. Yep. And Aaron Donald's going to... He's salivating at the chance. And what what happened with uh, Thompson Robinson? Did not uh, you come know back I mean? in. Like, PJ Walker right. finished the game for them. Yep. If I, PJ Walker, I got nothing against PJ Walker. I don't either. He, he held the line for a couple games. Well, more than a couple games. Well, he played for Carolina last year. Yeah. No, but no, but even this year. Yeah. He, you know, he played like, a little bit. I think he, didn't he play like four games? He played a couple games. He was he was okay. Okay. All right. All right. Not great. All right. He's okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I, even if it's him, I don't know. I. I'm literally gonna pick home team. Yeah, with well, this it. one, I need That's to go it. LA also. Just, it's, just um, for that, just home team. That's I my think pick. having Kyron Williams back has very much energized that Man. offense. Mm-hmm. And again, Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, pick your poison. Like it's it's tough. Like the, the Browns have a great defense. Yep. It's really gonna be more about can they slow down well, Miles Garrett on the Rams side to where Matt Stafford isn't getting crushed. But, but also Tyler Higby, great tight end. Yes. Not, no, 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 no. No, Higby for the Yeah, yeah, Higby. Sorry, good. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. He's going Browns? Yeah. I okay. mean, listen. Right. Hey, it's... you know, he knows something we don't, clearly. So. Apparently yeah. he does. Right. Like, I don't know what it is, but something in this yeah, Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, he's making choices. Yeah. Rams. Yeah. Rams, okay. Yeah. All right. The 49ers travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. This is a tough one. 49ers are going to want some revenge after the NFC Championship last year. Yep. But Purdy got knocked out, and they were playing without a quarterback for the entire second half. Yeah. Um, I think that 
anger and buildup is going to be enough for the 49ers to win this. Although, I think it'll be close. This is a game I could see being kind of like today. Like a 38-35 to 35 score type of game. That but it's also nice. it's also Eagles at home. Um, Eagles that are probably going to be... Well, first of all, I shouldn't say all of them. Jason Kelsey having two... False starts. Oh, on that last drive. On My the God. last drive. In over in regulation. In reg, yeah. yeah. Um, he's not going to be happy with himself. Nope. Nope. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say that he's going to play angry, because I don't think he's that kind of. He's way too experienced for that. I think the difference is, he's going to have a focus that is going to be scary. Yes. And. Uh, But I don't know that that's enough of a difference maker because the reality is he's just normally that guy to begin with. Sure. And and this is going to be a, a thirty. This is going to be this is going to be a sixty point, yep. a sixty five. You know, under. over yeah. under kind of game. Give me the 49ers. I I I, I want to see them get a, a another marquee win on the year. I think you know with with a healthy squad, it's that's the kind of thing to watch. So. Sure. Ooh, Brian is also going with the San Francisco right, 49ers. Right. And who is Mr. Woodcock going with? He's going to go with the Eagles cuz I, I mean because he's he's going to he's his his buddy is an Eagles fan, you yeah. know. Uh, is yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh the Kansas City Chiefs travel to Green Bay to take on the Packers next Sunday night. I don't care how well the Packers fucking played <laughs> against Detroit. I don't care how well they played against Detroit. Okay? I the, don't either. I don't either. I I think Mahomes goes in a wreck shot. Rex I think that shot. KC defense shuts down the Packers. Yeah, but Pacheco was turning into a great running back. That's that's Chiefs. Looks like he picks KC Chiefs also. Uh, yeah, I, Pacheco is such a turning into just a quality quality running back. Um, obviously, there's there's five wide receivers. You never know who's going to get the ball, unless it's uh, you know uh, Valdez Scandling. It's going to go well for him. Absolutely, <laughs> you know. The Packers are going to come down to earth. Sorry. Is Woodcock going to pick Green Bay or Casey? Casey. Okay. All right. Last game next Monday night. The Bengals, with Mr. Browning at quarterback, travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. This is nothing against the Bengals' uh, defense. It's nothing against Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, or any of them. I just think the Jaguars, if you're going to play them, you want Joe Burrow. I don't see how they win without Joe Burrow. I don't either. Uh, in and this in this game, particularly. Yes. So. Uh, no, I see them winning games without Joe Burrow. Not against this team. No. No. It's 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 already a tough enough season for them. And uh, that's weird. Oh. I, I have no idea why Brian is hey, picking. You know the, what? The professor is an instructor. He's a smart man. He's so smart, he's yeah. seeing something that we that's don't right. see. That's right. Hey, you know, so you, you got to respect his pick on that one. You know, while I disagree with him, I do respect it. So I mean, yeah, he thinks Browning's... Got something to prove. Okay, he sure Good does. Good for him. Good for you him. Yeah, absolutely. Like this little ugly ass sit yeah. in for him yeah. must know something we don't. Yeah, it's tapped into the force and all that shit, right? So, absolutely. Yeah. And who is Mr. Woodcock selecting? Uh, uh, we'll do Jaguars. Yeah. All right. So that is our picks for next week. Um, I would like to remind everyone that it is the holiday season. If you see uh, anything for uh, donations, yes, for people that are in need Always. of clothing, um, food, yep. there's a lot of pantries and everything else right now collecting a lot for people that are in need in the holidays. December is about to start. This is a perfect time to, uh, if you have a little extra cash, 
Go donate. If you have, go through your clothes. Find stuff you're not wearing anymore. You got a coat you haven't worn in three years. You know you're not going to wear it again. Donate if someone needs something warm. A, a good friend of ours um, uh, collects a significant amount of gifts for uh, the Golisano Children's Hospital. Yep. Uh, one of his children donated a few bags uh, to toys to, for him to take. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. One of his one of his uh, daughters, um, who's who's healthy and thriving, but was a, a, a big recipient of their services. Mm-hmm. And you know, look, find those people out there that are that are. If you don't know those people, um, that trust me, children's hospitals are out there. There's Shriner organizations all over the yeah. place. Salvation um, Army Angel Tree. As soon uh, as that pops Angel up in trees, your local mall or Walmart or wherever they're putting them these days, look for them. Trust me. Spend money on those things. Those gifts go a lot further than than another one within your own family. Yep. Now, that you don't celebrate your family, do that too. Give give as much as you can, um, and, but also look for those that, that don't have what you do. And one other little thing that I, uh, I saw one time that I think is very fascinating. When you are buying gifts for your, if you have kids, don't have the real expensive one be from Santa. Have that be from you. Yeah. Have a smaller toy be from Santa. That way when they go to school and say, Santa brought me this. Those kids that don't have as much don't wonder why Santa didn't bring them an iPad or anything of that sort. Let's, let's, yeah. So yeah. all the kids have a good Christmas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that is our uh, picks for this week. That is our rundown of the week. Uh, it was a really fun. Sorry that we got off football there for a second, but it is the holiday season, and we need to make sure everyone has a good, hol- good, happy holiday season. Any last thoughts on this week's games, though? Um, uh, this football season has been so fun. Um, teams that I didn't expect to to surge or surging. I feel like the rookies this year are better than I've remember it for a while. And maybe it's just one of those, what have you done for me lately? And I forget about some of these things, wide receiver rookies, running back rookies. It's really easy to like, you know, uh, uh, like they tend to shine, you know, kind of works well, but I, I don't know, like the, the quarterback play, regardless of what Tom Brady's saying, these quarterback, uh, rookies that are coming in, even when they're you know, getting dropped in, like Aiden O'Connell, he's not great, but holy shit, no one is expecting him to be stellar. He's he's playing better as the weeks go on. So seeing these things, this is what's fun about also, football to keep me. Keep in mind when Brady says that, and I'm, I'm I realize very much that he is the goat when it comes to quarterback play. That man wasn't drafted by a team with one win. True, he was a sixth round pick of a team that had Drew Bledsoe leading it, was in the playoff hunt before he got there, had a strong team, already had Teddy Brisky and a bunch of other really good players on it. He doesn't know what it's like to play on a team that has nothing. So I understand his point of view in some ways that what he sees on the field, he's like, I could have done that, I could have done that, I could have done that. That's great. You were never in the position that Bryce Young is in right now. You never had one of the worst offensive lines with Adam Thielen at 34 being your number one target, with a running back in Chuba Hubbard who's getting about 40 yards a game as your leading rusher, with a defense that can't stop anybody. Right. You never had to deal right. with that in your entire career. So maybe lay the fuck off a little bit on these young quarterbacks. Right. But, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying watching uh, uh, the Texans play, uh, watching C.J. Stroud turning into an absolute stud, Anthony Richardson, who got the ball rolling for the Colts. Really good. And while they're not great, um, they're they're doing their best to maintain. Yep. They're a fun team to watch they week are. in, week they out. They're going to be a lot of fun when he comes back next season. Absolutely. It's not just the quarterbacks, though. B. John Robinson's doing well. Yes. Devin A. Chan's having yes. a good season. Yes, yes. Charbonnet's starting to get some carries for Seattle. 
Some of the defensive players have been really good. Also, some of the offensive linemen. Paris Johnson had some rough games for the Cardinals so mm-hmm. far. I think he's done pretty well. Uh, uh, Darnell Wright for the Bears, I think, has been a right. very good at right tackle good. for them. There's a lot of good rookies out there this year. I just think it was a very strong the, class. It just wasn't deep in quarterbacks. The Cardinals, who who got started this season, and we were like, you grab Josh Dobbs, you guys are just giving up. You're clearly playing to tank. And they went out there to play scrappy football. They never gave up. Then they gave up Josh Dobbs, who's been great in Minnesota, fun yep. to watch. And then Kyler Murray comes back, and they're still playing scrappy football. Here's a here's a team that we thought that the organization said let's tank it, and they're like nah fuck it we're here to play. This is making some really fun, and they beat Dallas. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I great great football this season all around. This week was no disappointment. I mean, we did have five days in the week to watch it, so you can't beat that. I but. do enjoy me some NFL football. So yeah. that really wasn't that bad. Yeah, especially I had to work Thursday. I didn't get to watch most yeah. of those games, so it was really nice on Friday to get to watch a game. And then all day today to enjoy some also. And I'll have to work s- tomorrow night, so I get to watch my Bears play. But, <laughs> come on, Chicago! Not only do I need you to win as a fan, but I need you to make sure that the Vikings defense gets negative fantasy points there so I go. can win one single fantasy game this week. <laughs> it's the worst week I've ever had in fantasy. I am not winning a si- I'm currently ahead in one game, and in that one I need the Vikings to have negative points. So well, no, zero points would win me the game. No, you are I, ahead. I would love negative though. You are ahead in our game. Yeah, I need a lot to not happen. Yeah, for no, you. yeah, you're, you're you're ahead by like <laughs> 10, 12 points, and I have Hawkinson and Eckler to play. So, um, well, while we sign off, I do have one sentiment that is uh, that runs through and through for the years that we've been doing this. Um, it's very possible the reason that I had food poisoning was you know listen to Joe Buck talk last oh. week could have been why Get I'm upset. Off. Yeah. The TV. I'm assuming that's why Brian is also sick. Probably heard a little bit too much Joe Buck. He's dealing with it. Oh Fuck my that god! Man. I mean, he watched all the World Series too. So yeah, you know, oh, and all the play, oh, baseball playoffs. You know, he heard so much Joe Buck. He yeah. was ill from. Yeah, the, yeah, see, the, yeah that, that explains it all. That you know, these football commentators, they're so vanilla. Uh, some of them have to be. Some of them are really great. And I like them a lot. Um, Aaron Andrews is one of the smartest. Put her in the booth. Smartest in football. Put her she in the booth. She deserves a booth spot, but Joe Buck can always fuck himself forever and always. I think one of the greatest things I heard was recently uh, one of the girls, I think she's with Amazon Prime, a woman that does sideline reporting. Yeah. And she said that early in her career, like some coaches would just wouldn't talk to her. So she had to make some shit. Oh, oh. Now, she would say something that uh, made sense. Like Car- Carissa well, Thompson. Yeah, she's like, yeah. she would say something that made sense. Like, well, we need to get the ball more to our running back, yeah. and we got to stop their passing game. we got to get them off the field on third downs. Stuff you know the quarterback would, or the coaches would say. She's getting crushed for it online. I don't think she should. I don't think she should either because you know what? What is she going to go on there and be like, yeah, coach wouldn't give me any time. Yeah. You know? I'm sorry. You don't have – She's she's she was not the personality that was allowed to interrupt a coach as they're jogging back. Yeah. If they're not giving her the time of day, which should be wrong. It I'm sorry, be, if you're a sideline no, reporter, sideline you should be stopping. should be guaranteed 30 seconds with a coach. It yep. doesn't have to be anything. Exactly. I'm not asking for yeah. a one-on-one interview for an hour. Right. 30 seconds, give them one soundbite they can work with. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what's the point of having them out there? Right, exactly. So I don't falter for it because she kept she kept the program moving. Exactly. And I actually I actually like that she, and she justified exactly what she said and why. That means that she had the mind to say, here's exactly what I expected the coach to say. Smart fucking reporting. Exactly. I'm, d- I'm down Put her in the booth. Put Holy her shit. in the booth. Hell yeah, Joe right? Buck wouldn't be smart enough for that. He'd be like, uh, 
Man, no talk to me. I don't know what say now. <laughs> yeah, right. God, he is the worst. He's just the worst. He is like the facsimile of a human being shat out by an alien that was shat out by an alien. <laughs> a copy of a copy of a copy. Just the worst. That is our show for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, if you are listening on Apple or on Spotify, give us a uh, like, give us a follow. Maybe leave us a review. Uh, tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing mm-hmm. wrong. If there's something you would like for us to discuss, I look at the reviews on Apple every week just to see if there's anything. Say, hey guys, talk about this a little bit. We'd love for y'all to interact with us a bit that way. If y'all were on the uh, chat, I apologize. I don't have that up tonight because I don't know how to set that up because the gentleman who usually does that is unfortunately ill tonight. But next week, we should be at full strength. In two weeks, I will actually miss my first show. Oh. Have to work. Such is life. We'll be flipping that koozie for you. Hospi- yeah, as you should. I will actually make my picks and uh, send them we'll to you. We'll decide if Unlike some other folks who, like Eric, is completely healthy tonight, but did not make his picks beforehand. Yeah. Sort of just did a Grogu flop. Just tap Grogu if he falls over. He has to pick the team that's probably going to lose. Bills. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Upgrade Upgrade did me right last week, so uh, Upgrade did you did you right? He even said the Giants were going to win because that's my guy over there. There you go. Um, enjoy the game tomorrow night, please, Bears. Please, we already have the number one pick at this point. Carolina's doing that just to win the game. Justin Fields, please, please show up. It would really help to have one team I root for do something right this weekend. It would be really good. I mean, you know, someone did shout skyhook and make a basket over your over your your bulls. So you know, yeah. <laughs> fun, fun season of football so far. All right, that is our show. As always, I am Maddie Fax, joined by Scottonton Staden. Up, Greg was here to help us out. Next week, hopefully, we'll be back with Brian the Professor and Dick Woodcock, the Great Scout Hunter. But until then, we are half the distance live. Hope you all have a wonderful week. Again, thank you very much for checking us out. We'll see you all next Sunday, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, here on the YouTube.